Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, happy fucking Friday. It is amazing when we make it to the end of one of these weeks in America. And, you know, today... I want to spend a little bit of time, which I'm sure you all have seen, on the passing of Henry Kissinger. And why do I want to do that? Because I think that it's very interesting to look at this man who lived to be 100 years old, who had such an extraordinarily horrific impact on American foreign policy and yet has been revered, hailed as a genius, was protected from experiencing the trials that war criminals should be facing after they have contributed to the deaths of millions of people. And yet, I'm sure as you've been watching the news, you've seen, you know, memoriams done that talk about his genius, that talk about his patriotism and say that, oh, he had, you know, a controversial sentiments about him and around him. But all in all, he was a good American. And isn't his story incredible? His family escaped Germany during the height of Hitler They fled to the United States, and then he has this storied career as an academic at Harvard and then moving on to be Nixon's top guy, right? And I just, I got to tell you, history is a funny thing. And there's a piece that I'm going to read from that I think is important. And if you're a subscriber to the Rolling Stones, 
you are the Rolling Stone, you must, and I always call it the Rolling Stones, like the band. If you are a subscriber to Rolling Stone, you should read it. If not, go on one of those sites that allows you to read subscription-only pieces because it is absolutely 1,000% worth your time. And it's long and it is brilliant in its description of who Henry Kissinger actually was. His absolutely just disgusting policies that would lay the groundwork for the way that the United States operated in Iraq, operated in Afghanistan, and the way that we have allowed right Israel to operate in its current war. So here's the piece, and the title of it at Rolling Stone is Henry Kissinger, War Criminal, Beloved by America's Ruling Class, Finally Dies. Just the title alone brings me in, okay? And it's written by Spencer Ackerman. And this is what he writes. Henry Kissinger died on Wednesday at his home in Connecticut. His consulting firm said in a statement, the notorious war criminal was 100. First, let me just pause there. Because, wow, I wish that we all had the access to the kind of health care that the federal government and our tax dollars go to provide right, to representatives, to presidents, to uh, state officials and what have you. I know that Henry Kissinger is a wealthy man and once he left government work, probably, you know, had his own health care. But let us understand that what would America look like and what would our life expectancy rate be if, in fact, we all had access to the same kind of health care that our representatives do? Just a little food for thought. Maybe it wouldn't be 73 and declining. Just putting it out there. He goes on to write. Measuring purely by confirmed kills, the worst mass murderer ever executed by the United States was the white supremacist terrorist Timothy McVeigh. On April 19, 1995, McVeigh detonated a massive bomb at the Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City killing 168 people, including 19 children. The government killed McVeigh by lethal injection in June 2001. Whatever hesitation a state execution provokes, even over a man such as McVeigh, necessary questions about the legitimacy of killing even an unrepentant soldier of white supremacy, his death provided a measure of closure to the mother of one of his victims. Quote, it's a period at the end of a sentence, said Kathleen Trainer, whose four-year-old McVeigh killed. McVeigh, who is in his own psychotic way, thought he was saving America. Where have you heard those words before? Hmm? Never remotely killed on the scale of Kissinger, the most revered American grand strategist of the second half of the 20th century. The Yale University historian Greg Grandin, author of the biography Kissinger's Shadow, estimates, listen to this, that Kissinger's actions, folks, from 1969 through 1976, a period of eight brief years, 
when Kissinger made Richard Nixon and then Gerald Ford's foreign policy as national security advisor and secretary of state meant the end of between three. Listen to this. I, I need to I need to just say this again. Eight brief years, 1969 to 1976, when Kissinger was both Nixon and then, after the resignation, would become Gerald Ford's foreign policy advisor as their national security advisor and secretary of state. He's the only person to have held both of those positions simultaneously in the Nixon administration. Yeah. He is responsible for the deaths of between three and four million people. Not three and four hundred. Not three and four thousand. Three and four million fucking people. Not just numbers. Mothers, fathers, uncles, sisters, brothers, children. In eight years. Let me go on. That includes, quote, crimes of commission, he explained, as in Cambodia and Chile, and omission like greenlighting, Indonesia's bloodshed in East Timor, Pakistan's bloodshed in Bangladesh, and the inauguration of an American tradition of using and then abandoning the Kurds. Quote, the Cubans say there is no evil that lasts a hundred years. And Kissinger is making a run to prove them wrong, Grandin told Rolling Stone not long before Kissinger died. Quote, there is no doubt he'll be hailed as a geopolitical grand strategist, even though he bungled most crises leading to escalation. He'll get credit for opening China, which, by the way, he won a Nobel Peace Prize for ending, somehow, opening China and ending the war in Vietnam after bombing Cambodia, which was, by the way, a neutral country at the time. But because, as I learned in this article, the Ho Chi Minh Trail went through Cambodia, he gave the green light to just bomb it to smithereens a country that had no involvement in the Vietnam War, but nonetheless killed 100,000 of its 700,000 people. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I just want to pause here. Because as I was reading this article, and I'm getting into it, Something seemed eerily familiar. As the author is explaining some of the actions that were taken, particularly in Cambodia and Chile, in Chile was to oust, have the United States develop a coup to oust a democratic socialist who was bringing together the people of Chile and they didn't like that because now there was going to be tariffs placed on the copper that is abundant in Chile that was owned largely by American corporations. There was going to be taxes and penalties placed on it by the new leader of Chile in the 1970s. And Kissinger came up with a plan and said, ah, that doesn't sound great. You know, then we won't have control over the extraction that we're doing in that country. So let's get rid of him, which would then usher in, oh, I don't know, decades plus of military occupation by a murderous general that would kill and torture tens of thousands of people at the behest of Kissinger, who decided to oust the Democratic Socialist who wanted reparations from the countries that were extracting their abundant natural resource of copper. So just a little tidbit here, going now back to Cambodia, this neutral party, this neutral country, that the Vietnamese, right, were using, you know, and I use quotation marks, as a trafficking thoroughfare for weapons. So Kissinger said, oh, well, we'll get a handle on this war by bombing this peaceful country because, oh, they're harboring, right, 
this trail that's being used. Does this sound familiar to you? Because it does to me. When being told most recently about Hamas, you know, using hospitals and their underground areas for their tunneling systems to justify the bombings and decimation of hospitals which are filled with innocent, wounded people, doctors, nurses, and administrators, but, you know, necessary evils and crimes of commission. Okay? History repeats itself when we decide not to learn it the first time over, or, you know, there are no checks and balances. We go on in this piece to talk about how Kissinger, over his decades-long grip on American foreign policy, because it didn't end with the Ford administration, it would continue, and he would act as an advisor to many a secretary of state, to many of president, right? This article goes on. No infamy will find Kissinger on a day like today. Instead, in a demonstration of why he was able to kill so many people and get away with it, the day of his passage will be a solemn one in Congress. And shamefully, since Kissinger had reporters like CBS Marvin Kalb and the New York Times Hendrick Smith wiretapped. Newsrooms. Kissinger, a refugee from the Nazis who became a pedigreed member of the, quote, Eastern establishment Nixon hated, was a practitioner of American greatness. And so the press lionized him as the cold-blooded genius who restored America's prestige from the agony of Vietnam. Not once in a half century that followed Kissinger's departure from power did the millions the United States killed matter for his reputation, except to confirm a ruthlessness that pundits occasionally find thrilling. America, like every empire, champions its state murderers. The only time I was ever in the same room as Henry Kissinger was at a 2015 National Security Conference at West Point. He was surrounded by fawning army officers and ex-officials basking in the presence of a statesman. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's so unsettling about all of this is that this piece tells us the truth, the unvarnished truth, not the fairy tale of the immigrant who fled war and comes to the United States as a Jewish refugee to build a storied career in politics. That's the sanitized version, right, that you learn in school. What you don't hear about, however, is the actual real consequences of this warmongering sociopath that would justify the killing of millions of people as, you know, crimes of commission and omission. Sometimes the ends have to, you know, justify the means. And I think about this and I think about how the United States, because of the actions of Kissinger, have gone into bombing other nations that we never declared war with, like. Libya, Somalia, Syria, right? As a preemptive measure? But we don't hear that story about America. We only hear the stories about American exceptionalism and the lengths that we go to around the world to protect democracy. When the moves that he was making, Kissinger, during his heydays, had nothing to do with democracy. It had everything to do with capitalistic domination and ensuring that the United States, while creating laws around how other countries should move, would never actually be held to those same laws and rules. It's the same way that America moves now. So when we're looking, right, at these horrific death tolls, for instance, that are happening in Israel and Palestine at 14,000 plus people, 
I think that probably in the Pentagon, these motherfuckers are like, oh, that's light work compared to the millions that this man decimated in an eight-year period. Because the reality is that they are not operating. America is not operating and has never operated from a place of humanity. They've operated from a place of capitalistic greed. And they cover it up with the facade of holding on to, quote unquote, democracy. All of it is a lie. And this idea that somehow the ends justify the means, somehow we can continue to bomb our way to peace is also a lie. Because all we do is create instability and chaos everywhere we fucking go. The reason why we find ourselves so on edge now is because the world has been made smaller thanks to social media, right? That we can actually see in real time what is happening. No one fucking knew really what was going on in Vietnam. No one knew about the secret bombing of Cambodia. There was no one sending up, right, any messages. And frankly, one of the things that Kissinger was good for was saying that media outlets in these areas should be blocked should be barred from sharing their content. Similarly, which is what Netanyahu has said in Israel and in Gaza, banning cameras so that the crimes that you are committing in dark will never come to light, not in real time to have any real-time consequences. This is the importance, folks, of the moment that we are currently living in. When I say, what is the purpose of journalism? The purpose of journalism is to be the eyes and ears for the people. Not for clicks and for advertising. The reason why people are outraged and you're seeing the tone and tenor of our current president change, shift around the actions in Israel and Palestine is because of our outrage. Why are we outraged? Because we are fucking trauma scrolling every single day. Because there's not a way for them to bar us and sanitize what it is that we are seeing. Sure, they put up one picture on mainstream corporate media, but your Twitter feed and your Instagram feed and your TikToks are filled with the actual truth. I don't believe that if Kissinger was at his prime today that he would be hailed as a genius and a hero. I think that his feet would be held to the fucking fire in the way that it should have been, but was protected by the American infrastructure for him never to be held accountable for his crimes. That's why it is important for us to bear witness to what is happening, dear friends, because we have an ability to force the hand of this administration. That's why democracy is important. And attention is important. We have more power than we know. I encourage each and every one of you to head to Rolling Stone to check out this article, 
written by Spencer Ackerman, Henry Kissinger, war criminal, beloved by America's ruling class, finally dies. It is a motherfucking page turner, scroller, and one of the brilliant pieces of writing that I have read lately. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.